Welcome to Nancy Wilson's Femina Podcast, presented by Canon Press. Welcome to the Femina Podcast. This is Nancy Wilson. Thanks so much for joining me today. Last week, I talked about comfort, and often the scripture uses the word encouragement instead of comfort. They're very closely related. And today, we will look at what it means to comfort or encourage our hearts. So we're going to look at Colossians 2, 1 through 3. Here it is. For I want you to know what a great conflict I have for you and those in Laodicea, and for as many as have not seen my face in the flesh, that their hearts may be encouraged, being knit together in love, and attaining to all riches of the full assurance of understanding, to the knowledge of the mystery of God, both of the Father and of Christ, in whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. There's quite a lot packed in those three verses in typical Pauline fashion, but I'd like to just focus on that phrase, to start with anyway, that their hearts may be encouraged. That is the thing he is concerned about as he thinks about the saints he's writing to and those in Laodicea. We know by experience, don't we, that when our heart is encouraged, it's well with our soul. When our hearts are encouraged, it is well with our soul. It can be buffeted, but we bounce back. We can smile at the times to come. And that verse in Proverbs 31, I think it's 25, some translate it, um, she can laugh at the days to come or smile at the days to come or rejoice at the days to come. But I think it is that smiling, laughing, rejoicing at what's coming because our souls are encouraged. Our hearts are encouraged. On the other hand, when our heart is discouraged, it can quickly transmit to our soul as we lurch into unhealthy self-pity, for example, or other uncomfortable, discouraging vices like envy or resentment or worry or anger or bitterness. And I could keep going, right? And in that case, we go from weakness to weakness rather than from strength to strength. So we don't want to go down that wormhole, ladies, do we? Just not worth it. But an encouraged heart, a comforted heart is strong. As verse 2 says, it is knit together in love with other believers. And it's not a loose thread disconnected from the body of Christ. We find encouragement by being connected to the community of Christians, whether it's our own family, our close friends, our roommates, our church, and beyond, there is an encouragement as we're knit together with one another. So this describes a heart that's full of assurance, not doubting, a heart of understanding, not confusion. And notice that the encouraged heart has access to all the hidden treasures of wisdom and knowledge in God the Father and Christ. I think when we come to the Word, if you're coming every day, if you're coming with an encouraged heart, you're gathering up treasures. If you're coming with a discouraged heart, well, I hope you find encouragement. (laughs) That's the goal. Yes. But I'm just saying the stronger we are, the more treasure we find. And that's what Paul wanted for the Colossians. And of course, I don't think we're stretching it to believe that's what God wants of all of us. 
today. Let me quote you some Matthew Henry, of course, because he says it so well. So he is speaking about these verses. What was it that the apostle desired for them? It was their spiritual welfare about which he was solicitous. He does not say that they may be healthy and merry and rich and great and prosperous, but that their hearts may be comforted. Note, and this is still Matthew Henry speaking, the prosperity of the soul is the best prosperity and what we should be most solicitous about for ourselves and others. We have here a description of soul prosperity. It consists in the abundance of comfort in our souls, that their hearts might be comforted. The soul prospers when it is filled with joy and peace, Romans 15, 13, and has a satisfaction within which all the troubles without cannot disturb and is able to join the Lord when all other comforts fail. End of quote. So, as he points out, God is interested in having our hearts prosper. And an encouraged heart is a prosperous heart, a heart that's rich in Christ. And remember, in whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. So, as Matthew Henry says so well, a comforted heart is not based on externals, not on the circumstances like being healthy, merry, rich, great, and prosperous. I really enjoy that lineup that he sets up against soul prosperity. And it's a blessing to have a fat soul. It's a blessing to have a prosperous heart, a comforted heart. And because often, as creatures, we are affected by sickness and sadness, poverty, insignificance, neediness of all kinds. And as he says, A soul that is prosperous is able to join the Lord when all other comforts fail. And all these earthly comforts, as sweet as they are and as grateful as we are for them, they cannot ultimately satisfy our souls like the Lord can. Christian women are naturally sources of comfort for their families and beyond. And how? Well, because we keep our own souls in the comfort and courage of Christ. If we simply let our hearts drift along, for sure we will become easily distracted or discouraged by our circumstances. And when that happens, we're not in a very good position to comfort others. But if we are staying in the joy and comfort of the Lord, and if our souls are prospering, we are not only being diligent to keep them that way, but then we are able to minister to others far better than we can otherwise. And as Matthew Henry says, we have a satisfaction in him which all those troubles can't touch unless we give way to them. So when we comfort and encourage others, we have to bring our own experience with us, of course, and help them to see the same thing that we have seen and continue to see and experience ourselves, that God is faithful, that he's the God of all comfort, that we can find soul satisfaction in him. And that all these circumstances that change cannot satisfy us and cannot provide the comfort for us that our souls need. Second John verse 2 says this, Beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health even as thy soul prospereth. So it's not bad to want our friends and our family and ourselves to be healthy and prosperous, well taken care of. Of course, that is a great blessing. 
But the soul is the standard here. And I love this. John is praying for the saints that he's writing to that their body comforts and their circumstances are going to match their souls. I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health, even as thy soul prospereth. So ask yourself, is your soul a good standard? Would you like your health and your life to be as prosperous as your soul? And so next time that you're praying for health or finances or so many other needs that we might have, ask God to prosper you as well as he has prospered your soul. And that should be a great reminder for us because sometimes when the checking account is low, our soul is low and that's not the way it should be. So hope that this is a good encouragement to you to comfort your hearts and to have encouraged hearts. And I hope that you will find lots and lots of opportunities to apply it. Thanks so much for joining me. Blessings on your week. For more on this topic, check out Bessie Wilson's The Heart, narrated by Nancy Wilson. Full audiobook available now on Canon Plus. Just go to mycanonplus.com and start listening today.